It's the 401, episode 8. It is Monday, January 27th. So uh, I'm your host, Tanner Ward, and with me as always... Nick Duskett. And Nick, uh, it's still a sad day. Obviously, yesterday there was devastating news, and uh, we're going to talk about Kobe Bryant and all that that happened here in just a second. Uh, but we kind of, with it being such a sad you know, couple days, we want to have a little bit lighter take and uh, you know, maybe try and get some laughs. So we're going to kind of go off script a little today. It's not going to be – I mean, there's still going to be a lot of sport talk, obviously, but we're just going to kind of you know, swap some stories. We're going to go over some top five lists. We're going to keep it really light today. This is probably going to be a shorter show than what we usually do. Uh, with that being said, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 401pod. And uh, Hey, I finally figured out Apple uh... – Apple whatever podcast. Apple podcast, yeah. <laughs> what, what was the issue? I didn't know it was called Apple Podcast. It just says podcast <laughs> on my thing. So, Well, and I'm glad you it, finally... Yeah. And it I'm looks like... It, it. I don't think episode 7 is still... Oh, wait. I think it just came out because last time <laughs> I looked. Yeah. It didn't. No, yeah. it, it doesn't. It just says episode 7 highlights still. So okay. Are you sure you posted it on there? It it should have posted, man. It's on everything else. We're on yeah. Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Uh, last show, I put out a highlight reel. So if you're trying to get someone to listen to the show, please help us spread the word on it. But uh, one thing I'm going to start doing, I don't know if I'll do it for every episode, but I put together a highlight reel. It's about three minutes long of just some takes from episode seven. So if you're uh, telling someone about the show, tell them just check out the highlight reel and they can kind of get a feel for what the show is and then start listening to episodes. I got a compliment actually at the bar from one of the listeners. He oh, said, really? Uh, yeah. He said he loves the movie quotes and that we're doing a great job. So awesome. Well, thanks to that listener. You want to give him a shout out or? Uh, well, we I call him Danger, but his real <laughs> name is Mike Scally. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Danger. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so I mean, let's start talking about. It. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot lighter show today, but. You know, you can't just not talk about this as much as I really don't want to because it's just so sad. But, you know, everyone by this point has heard Kobe Bryant passed away um, yesterday afternoon. We're recording this, of course, Monday afternoon. And so, yeah, he passed away in a crane. Uh, I'm sorry, a helicopter accident. I almost said plane. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it was a helicopter crash. Um, there was nine total victims now. Um, before we really get into this, I just want to – say one thing about news media and that's that it's a little sad that they were chasing. They wanted to be the ones to break the story so bad. They were pushing stuff, pushing stories out before they knew all the details. And it seemed like every new uh, news organization yesterday had a different uh, story, you know, number of deaths who died on it. I know there was reports that it was Kobe and his entire family on the, on the uh, helicopter. And so all these news outlets that were just rushing these stories out, and I believe actually Kobe's family heard the news through a news outlet before they were actually able to be contacted by, uh, you know, by the police. Yeah. TMZ. Um, yeah. So broke it before them. So before that's just knew. a that's just a real shame, and uh, I hope that that they learn from this a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, Kobe was on there along with his. Uh, his daughter Gianna, very sad. On top of that, 
there was another family, uh, John out the belly, his wife, Carrie, daughter, Alyssa, who was teammates with Kobe's daughter. They were heading to a game. Uh, those three were on there as well. Uh, John uh, Altabelli was a baseball coach at Orange Coast College. And uh, so a very tough time there. And then uh, Christina Mauser, her husband, Matt, uh, their daughter was also on there as well. I mean, it's just a very sad day. I was going to go through all the names, but yeah. I just it, really don't want to. Um, yeah. Of course, the pilot on there as well. And uh, just, you know, thoughts and prayers with their family. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's, it's, it was a mechanical error, um, which I mean, I don't really like flying that much. I don't know why Kobe insisted on flying everywhere with a helicopter, but. Well, did you see, um, he did an interview. Um, so big cat and Alex Rodriguez, uh, they had, was it the A-Rod Corp? Okay. They had an interview with Kobe. I saw a lot of a post from that interview put out yesterday. And he actually talked on that interview that he started flying everywhere because this is even more sad. I was choked up all day yesterday, watching these videos, reading these articles, but he said he started flying because he was getting stuck in traffic so much. Of course, you know, that LA traffic that he couldn't get, he just couldn't get enough time with his family and be able to, you know, he's notorious for his work ethic and basketball, probably the hardest worker in you know maybe probably basketball history and so he couldn't couldn't do all his workouts and spend the time he wanted with his family because of traffic so he started flying so he could you know have his family time in the morning he could fly get all his practice in you know all his because you know he probably went and practiced longer than anyone as well get all that done and then fly back and be able to pick his kids up at school and he said the like you know his wife always said you know she offered to always pick the kids up and he said no he said i i gotta be there for that and you know, he's always gone on so many trips for basketball and stuff that he wanted those just that time driving you know the memories he yeah. would make on those drives so he he had to be the one to pick them up and so that's why he started flying started flying everywhere and uh you know this one just I think this the, the just, saddest part yeah. that I've been thinking of is just him not being able to li- live out his legacy. I mean, I I don't know why mm. that just keeps coming to my head because he deserves all the respect in the world from yeah. any athlete, well, his, really. He, it's legendary. Know, his post-basketball legacy was just beginning. You know, he was coaching his daughter's team. Uh, one of my favorite moments, I actually, I listed a couple of my favorite Kobe moments. And one of them, I, I really just put two down, you know, he had this, that entire playing career. And the first moment I had was from his playing career. And that was when he tore his Achilles and still shot his free throws. <laughs> and I mean, that, that was just amazing. Ouch. Yeah. But then one of my absolute favorite Kobe moments, he put on Instagram, a picture of his team and the scoreboard behind it. And they won, I believe is 115 to 27. Jesus. And on the on the caption, it said this, we lost to this same team a year ago, like 22 to 21. Hmm. And he was like, that's, that's the mama mentality right there. And he actually caught a lot of heat for, for running the score up like that. Yeah. I but mean, I, anyone would like, that's, I, that's a society. I, yeah, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, those, those kids both on both sides were taught a lesson, you know, Hey, if you don't want to get beat that bad, do something about it. And then his team, obviously it was like, Hey, we lost last year. We don't like it. They put the work in just became that much better. 
one of my all-time favorite Kobe moments there. And, of course, you always saw the stuff with him and his daughter at games. They had that meme, you know, of him talking to his daughter on the sideline. And, uh, yeah, so I, I think his post-basketball legacy was just beginning. And, you know, mm-hmm. obviously the the world lost a great icon, um, you know, someone that everyone looked up to, like, you know, me personally respected the hell out of. Uh, but also, you know, husband was lost, daughters were lost. I mean, just yeah. so much. So There's just there's still so many players in the league now, too, that have played with him or against him that, that do respect him and everything. And um, even, like, when I, I saw today that they were um, interviewing Tiger after, like, his last final round yesterday, and he didn't even know until, like, five minutes after his round. But even Tiger, yeah. like, I mean, he's obviously one of the highest competitors just like Kobe, mm-hmm. and he had just all respect for him. And, um, yeah, they're, like, chanting, doing it for Mamba. He didn't even understand what they were talking about, and his caddy told him right after his round. So, Yeah, and a lot of teams showed respect yesterday. Uh, after the tip-off, they would take a 24-second violation. Of course, honoring is number 24, and then the, uh, the other team would return the ball back by either taking another 24-second violation or an eight-second backcourt violation because, of course, he wore eight early in his career. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the NBA definitely, um, you know, honored him very well yesterday. Um, I turned on the – they oh, will retire 24? I'm sorry, Tanner. No, no, go ahead. Do you think they'll retire, retire 24 in the league? So the Mavericks already retired it. Yeah, I saw um, that today. I – I do think that the NBA is going to retire 24 and it, we no one else will be wearing that number. I don't even know who else wears 24, but yeah, I, I think they either, should but... do it too. It, it, it should be um, league-wide. Yeah, I mean, NBA is... doesn't do a lot right, but they should do this one right. This is a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's going to happen relatively quickly. But yeah, so I was just saying that I turned on the Pro Bowl yesterday, you know, trying to get my mind off a little bit. I thought I'd watch a little football. And of course, that whole broadcast, you know, they, they just, you can't get away from that. And so Joe Testator, Booger McFarlane, you know, people made fun of them a lot this year. They had the Pro Bowl. And I got to say, man, I, I gained so much respect for Tessator calling that game. Um, you know, he, both of them in the booth, obviously getting choked up talking about it. They have families. They started thinking about, you know, if that was their family, they both got choked up. Booger didn't talk for a solid like five minutes. He just couldn't talk. Uh, test tour was completely choked up, but fought through it and eventually just went back to play by play. Like he had to get off the subject just to try and, you know, just to get his voice right and get through it. But I mean, just unbelievable respect for him to get through that game. Yeah. Um, what was this high? Like, didn't he score like 81 points in a game? And like, yeah, is that the record still? Do you know? Yes, that is. Well, I thought Wilt, someone came close, maybe um, Harden. Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain scored 100. Oh, did he really? But is that official? I don't know. I, I'm I mean, going to look that it up. That was so long quick. ago, wasn't it? I don't consider myself a NBA buff. Yeah, no. There's a, a trivia question. Who's all-time leader in the NBA for scoring? And I would even know it, but it's um, Kareem. Kareem. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I do know that one. Yeah, so uh, where were you at then, bro? I needed you. Um, it looks well. Crap, this is of course a list. Yeah, so Wilt is recorded as a hundred point game. So Kobe has the second most in a single game at eighty one. God damn. Um, <laughs> like, yes. 
What do you Someone... think the math is there? <clears throat> so a game is sixty minutes, right? No. Twenty forty eight. It's forty eight? Yeah, twelve minute quarters. Oh. It's not football. All right. Anyways, you think about that. So he pretty much had to score a bucket a minute. Yeah, pretty much. Two. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's two points. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone had a good idea on Twitter that they should every team's next game, which they actually played games yesterday. I couldn't believe it. But every every team's game, like their next game following that, including yesterday, should have been canceled and, and it be an 81-game season to honor him. Uh, one thing I do think that's going to happen that I saw on Twitter is that uh, the two all-star teams, one team takes the number eight, the other 24, and just everyone on that team wears that number. So That's a good idea, actually. Yeah, I think that'll happen. So. Uh, yeah, I alluded to my favorite Kobe moments. I mean, do you have any more? Um, I mean, it's all blended in together, honestly. Like yeah. I, I told you earlier, I, I didn't really watch that much basketball. Um, I played NBA Street. That's about my extent <laughs> of NBA. Um, and I was always the Spurs, so I didn't really. Yeah. You know, Weber, Duncan, and um, Tony, what's his face? But. Yeah, I mean, Kobe was a big part of my life growing up. I I watched a lot of NBA up until probably I got, I got into college because it just wasn't as good anymore. But, you know, Kobe, I rooted against him more than I rooted for him. Uh, but, man, I always had the most respect for him. Uh, but I became oh, a Celtic fan. Yeah. I became a Celtic fan in middle school because my two favorite players in the NBA were Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. And so th- whenever they went to the Celtics in the same offseason, I became a fan. And, of course, then they battled – Kobe and the Lakers for a couple of seasons there. I went two out of three championships. They battled it out. And uh, yeah, so I rooted against him more than I rooted for him, but man, always had the most respect for him. Mm-hmm. So I heard he didn't get drafted by LA. Do you know who he got drafted by then? He got drafted by Charlotte, I believe at 13th overall. I saw this yesterday. And so if you, him? yeah, they got traded on draft night. Yeah, so he got drafted by the Charlotte Hornets 13th overall in 1996, immediately traded to the Lakers for Vlad Divac. <laughs> uh, obviously, that one didn't work out, but if you think about it, he was straight out of high school, so which is why he got drafted you know, at 13 and not like top three overall. Obviously, he was such a raw prospect coming out of high school. I don't think anyone really knew how good he was going to be. Uh, I heard someone, I don't remember who said it, but apparently Jerry West, the GM of the Lakers, whenever Kobe was coming out, he said, I got to have that kid. He's better than anyone on my roster right now. Hmm. But but like the Lakers had a really good team then. So yeah, that's that's just to go to show what uh, Jerry West thought of Kobe right away. But, you know, I mentioned we were going to have a much lighter show here. I think we should just go ahead and dive into some other stuff. Let's do it. All right, so one thing we want to do, we were just going to do some lists. We were going to do top five lists. Uh, most of these are going to be less than five. <laughs> but again, <laughs> we just want to do something pretty light, pretty fun, get our minds off some things, and uh, just have some fun with it. So first thing we're going to do is top movies coming out in 2020. So the movies you're most forward, most looking forward to watching this year, uh, I have three. I you want to start? So, yes. All right. Uh, my first one is Black Widow. Um, I actually saw yeah. the trailer yesterday. Um, I almost I think, wrote that one down. Okay. Uh, 
I mean, I think she she's deserved of it. She's been in probably uh, probably the most actually movies. Um, yeah, she she started in Iron Man two. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, no, um, I, I it just looks awesome. I I loved her character in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about her upbringing or whatever. Like, I yeah, think it's the, her it's her origin story. Yeah. So every good off. superhero, every good superhero has one. All right, I'll give my first one then. Uh, nineteen seventeen. It's out in theaters right now. Have you seen the previews for this? Um, I have. Uh, so me and Jen were actually good. Yeah, me and Jen were going to actually go watch it uh, yesterday, and then we saw that movie tickets were like twelve bucks a piece, so <laughs> we decided not to go. Uh, but yeah, I've been looking forward to watching this one for a while. It's obviously a war movie, and uh, it's got little King Joffrey in, or not Joffrey, uh, the other one, the younger brother. Yeah, Tommen. It's Tommen, got yeah. uh yeah, it's got little King Tommen from Game of Thrones in it. He looks a lot pudgier, though. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. But yeah, I can't wait to watch that. That's my number one. All right, you go. All right, my number two is Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, mm. I was a big Sonic fan as a kid, actually. I love playing Same. the games. Uh, I'm not sure if Jim Carrey is still, like, I don't know. I don't think he's the best fit for uh, whatever that evil guy's name is. I forget already, but. Yeah. Um. Cause he's not fat. That guy was always fat in the game. So yeah, but um, I feel like if this kind of movie, you're gonna need to bring someone in to draw more attention to it. And Jim Carrey's perfect for this. And you just kind of let him roll, and he can make a great villain for this kind of movie. You know, it's gonna be yeah. kind of a children movie and bring some humor to it. He's just so crazy in real life now. <laughs> but it, yeah, I want to see this too because I, we talked about this a little bit, how they had to change the design of Sonic because mm-hmm. oh. people were so mad about it. <laughs> His first design was terrible. Twitter yeah. went on a storm after this and like there were so many fan uh, so many fans that had redone Sonic and said, here, use this yeah. one instead. They were so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you can screw it up like that badly, but <laughs> It looks better now, so we're good. Yeah. Uh, my next one is Top Gun Maverick. So yeah. I am obviously a huge fan of the movie Top Gun and the much the long-awaited sequel is finally coming out. I'm not getting my hopes up super high for it because it could be really shitty. Um, but I mean, I'm just excited to watch it and watch the sequel. Uh, you know, re-watching Top Gun now, it's a great movie, but at the same time, it's kind of corny. Like, yeah. I don't yeah, I don't think it aged particularly well, but I still love it. But yeah, I can't wait for the sequel. Yeah, no, it looks good. I uh, I, I saw the final Star Wars in theaters yesterday, so I saw like all these movie reviews, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I don't really like Top Gun that much, but that trailer got me. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go see it. So Top Gun is basically how me and Jen met. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell you that story later. Yeah. All right. Um, My, yeah. Go ahead. My next one is Wonder Woman. So, nice. um, two like women 19, super, yeah, I 1984. Yeah. Um, two women superheroes. I, I, I think that gal, whatever girl just does Wonder Woman amazing. And the first one was a great story, you know, good action, everything. So this one should be better. Yeah, I haven't really watched any of the DC movies, but Wonder Woman's definitely one I want to check out because I've heard a lot of good things about it. I don't think a lot of the DC movies have been good. They definitely don't compare to the Marvel side of things, but I think one of them that probably does is Wonder Woman. I just never got around to watching it. So 
Yep. Uh, my last one on the list is Artemis Fowl. So again, this is another movie that I just don't have my hopes up for. I doubt it's going to be very good. But when I was a kid, these were like some of my favorite books to read. There's like three of them, I think. I had them all. I read each of them probably five plus times. So just for me, uh, this is kind of a nostalgic thing for me. But I loved these books as a kid. They finally coming out with a movie when I'm too old to really enjoy it. <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna watch it, and I'm excited for it. So basically, it's a kid whose parents—I don't know if they're dead or missing or what—but he inherited this huge fortune. Uh, he has a butler slash bodyguard whose name is Butler, <laughs> and that's like his job is to protect this child. He's a genius too. This oh, child, okay. so he's got unlimited funds. He's insanely smart. He's like a Tony Stark, but like a child Tony Stark, but in a world where there's sci-fi creatures as well. Cause there's like fairies and hmm. stuff like that. So it's a, it's a sci-fi movie. The books were really good. I don't know if they hold up now because I haven't read them in decade, but yeah. I, I'm excited for it. Um, that's what a lot of the movies that we kind of grew up on. And then they made the sequel like 20 years later and I mm-hmm. still like it, but it would have been better if they would have came out with it when I was still a child. <laughs> so yeah, my last, last one? one is onward. So it's a, I think it's a DreamWorks animation about like these two trolls and them bring back their dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It has uh, Chris Pratt is one of the voices and, I, and he's oh. just hilarious. So yeah, I saw the previews for that. That looks really yeah. funny. It's also got Tom Holland who's been yeah, playing yeah, Spider Man. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. that one looks uh, really good. I think yeah, that would be like uh, not like a better version of Shrek because Shrek is amazing, but it kind of seems that way. Like the humor. And DreamWorks does it. So, yeah. yep. All right, real quick, let's go over some of our favorite comedy movies. So, kind of what stemmed this today was I actually turned one on because, again, I was on Twitter, got kind of depressed reading everything. And so, uh, I think, you know, give you just a couple ideas. We're not going to go through in detail, we're just going to name them off here. But, you know, if you're feeling down, need a little pick me up, go watch one of these movies, get your spirits up. So, did you come up with some? Yeah, I came up with three. It's so hard to pick though, because I just like a lot of movies. I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a hater. I I've watched so many movies, but yeah, let's uh, yeah. yeah, let's hear your first one then, Tanner. Uh, my first one is the one I actually turned on and watched today, and that was Step Brothers. Uh, it's just yeah, it's yeah. so damn funny, and I mean, it had me laughing today. I mean, I've seen the movie hundred times. I know what's coming, and it still makes me laugh. So Step Brothers, obviously. All right, I'm gonna go my first round pick is super troopers oh i love watching super troopers man it's just it's a different animal when it comes to comedy and it's hilarious so yeah yeah i could definitely watch that one right meow (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh my next one is might be on your list but semi-pro uh that's just obvious it's on my list (laughs) it probably is the most underrated will ferrell movie and uh, me and Nick used to watch this all the time when we lived together. And yeah, I could watch semi-pro just like once a week, honestly, and never get tired of it. All right. My next one is without a paddle. So, um, <laughs> you love that. Dude, movie. I love that movie. I don't know why it's just, <laughs> I, it was like my first like movie I bought, like just by myself with my own money. Yeah. And yeah. So I was just like, I just, I fell in love with it. Uh, my next one is goon. Another one that me and Nick used to watch all the time together. Uh, but those, the three I've listed are probably my three favorite movies as far as comedy goes. But yeah, Goon, a uh, great movie. What's his name? Sean William Scott or whatever. Yep. 
yeah, just starts playing hockey, becomes, you know, all he can do is fight because he can't skate. But it's it's just hilarious. You know, we quote that one. That and semi-pro, we probably quote more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next one, I, I'm trying to think of like a one that recently came out that just kind of made me laugh a lot. And I laughed a lot at that um, – the uh, spelling bee one with uh, oh uh, bad bad words yeah and so yeah I'm trying to think of like a newer one but yeah kids saying cuss words cracks me up a lot <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually just thought of another one uh, role models yeah oh, yeah that's oh, a great yeah. one about kids cussing that's a funny one and, uh, and your it, boys in it <laughs> yeah Lee, that's whatever. Great. And to keep the theme, I have another Will Ferrell one that I thought of whenever I said underrated Will Ferrell movies, Land of the Lost, oh his remake God, of that, yeah. with Danny McBride. That was a hilarious-ass yeah. movie. Yep. Uh, I don't have any more. Do you have any more? No, that was it. On to the next one. We're going to do random our top random athletes. So guys who weren't perennial all-stars, but we just loved. You're and... probably going to hate my list, but I'm going to... I. <laughs> I I did this list in about five minutes. I'm definitely yeah. missing people, but oh, these sure. are just yeah. These are going to be love. I'm going to kick it off with Ryan Ludwig. He's just on the board qualifying for this because he did have several good years in the MLB. But I do remember I was on vacation with my parents whenever Ludwig got traded to the for Brian Westbrook, I believe. Yeah. And dude, I was devastated. Like I was so sad. I got the news. And yeah, I was legit sad we traded Ryan Ludwig. So I, I love so that. You guy. said you went to the Padre. I think your mic kind of went out for a second. Where did we trade him to? Uh, I believe it was uh, the Indians for uh, Brian Westbrook. Hmm. Yeah, the pitcher. Yeah. Wasn't it? That sounds familiar. Um, dude, I, I, got, I got two Cardinals. Cardinals. I, can't, I don't know why it sounds weird right now. Oh, oh, just to uh, to cut in real quick, it was a three-team trade, Cardinals, Padres, Indians. So Ludwig did go to the Padres. Uh, we got back Jake Westbrook, uh, but unfortunately, we traded away to the Indians, Corey Kluber. <laughs> uh, Westbrook had the widest shoulders I think I've ever seen on a pitching mound. Westbrook actually almost made this list just because I absolutely yeah. loved him. He was not that great for us, but I I, loved I can him. think of so many Cardinals that could be on this list right now, like Woody Williams and all them. Like I I just love oh. watching them play. Dude, Woody Woody Williams, yeah. Jeff Supon were two of my favorite all time Cardinal pitchers, <laughs> along with uh, Andy yeah. Bennis. Dude, all right. So Andy my Bennis two Cardinals good. players were Sotaguchi. And Ronnie Belliard. Mm-hmm. Oh, freaking <laughs> Belliard! So Deguchi was just like it was. He was kind of just like a fan favorite, I guess. Because he was so nice, and I mean, he wasn't a bad player yeah. at all by any means, but he wasn't no standout player for sure. It was actually So Deguchi that made me think of this really? segment. Yeah. All right. So those are my two carnal ones. So you have another one. I I have okay. two so more. I, uh, two more oh, Cardinal ones. On. I'm excited. It is. <laughs> I'm trying to look for another guy. It's Bo Hart and Preston yeah. Williams. I love Bo Hart too, man. 
It was, what was that like early two thousands? All those players. Bo Hart was two thousand three, two thousand four, and then Preston Williams, I believe, was two thousand seven. Fair enough. All right. Do you have any real athletes now? <laughs> I have okay. one more that's not a real athlete. Brian Scalabrini. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Brian? Scal- of course I do. AKA. AKA the mm-hmm. White Mamba. He's got a couple rings. He was on that Celtics team that beat the Kobe Bryant Lakers in 2008. Was he on the Sonics when they were in Seattle too? I don't know. He's played for probably yeah. every team, but <laughs> um, but yeah, the White Mamba. He was always the 12th man, but he's got two rings, I think. So, yeah. all right, I have two more. I have Dougie McDermott, mm-hmm. best college player ever to exist and he's actually doing pretty good in the nba right now for indiana um yeah and i'll just say my last one danny woodhead i think he's been an all-star though and that was kind of like a restriction yeah danny woodhead is just the biggest underdog story so he's my favorite uh i actually i have two to throw out real quick that don't fit this list because they were actually good actually no this guy does fit the list ozzy (laughs) ahir hakeem Do you no, remember I do him? not, actually. I like his name, though. He was the kick returner during, like, the greatest show on turf, like the early 2000 hmm. Rams. Fair enough. And the last one, I was looking him up to make sure I got his name right. Here it is. Grant Winstrom. Winstrom. Yeah. Didn't he go to Nebraska? Yeah. I always thought it was, I thought it was wisdom. Wisdom. Uh, it's it's yeah. Wistrom. He only played for St. Louis for five seasons. Yeah. Hmm. It says Missouri's own, but I don't see where Fair he enough. went. Uh, my last guy on this is John Kuhn, the great Packers fullback. Oh, God. I love John Kuhn. Fair enough. All right. I, I like that one, actually. We might do a couple more of these. Yeah. I mean, it's an endless book think- of just yeah. players that we love and that didn't get the spotlight, so. Yeah, I I think we should definitely keep that going because we came up yeah, with that pretty quick. I came quick, up with so that dig in a literally like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we can dig a little deeper and uh, you know th- do some shout outs to some throwback athletes. Okay, did you come up with any top Super Bowls? I have one. Okay, so this one is just some of your favorite Super Bowls you remember watching. Oh, well then. Oh, Super Bowl day. Well, what do you? Got? So, well, I guess huh? I can do two, actually. So, okay. uh, well, the last time the Super Bowl was in, was it Miami last time or somewhere in Florida? It was Indy and Saints. Indy and the Saints. Um, it was actually the most I don't, I don't boring know. game ever. That was a super exciting but, game. But um, we got a dog because my dad was so bored watching the game. I don't know if I would just. <laughs> so, yeah, I like that one. I, I, I didn't really. I, yeah. When I was in college, I, I worked a lot for the Super Bowl. So, like the three years I was in, or four years I was at Cape, I think I watched one. <laughs> uh, two of my favorites, obviously, Packers beating the Steelers and the Rams over the Titans. Rams over the Titans is like the first Super Bowl I can really remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but I think one of the most fun Super Bowls I've ever watched was Steelers Cardinals. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald absolutely goes off, and then Big Ben makes the probably the greatest throw of all time. Was the bus on that team? That and no. Was that earlier? That would have been. 
Yeah, the bus was on when they beat the Seahawks oh, yeah, in right. 05. It would have been 05, 06. So this would have been the um, 09, 2010 season. Yeah. Is that right? Hey, can I try? Okay. I might uh, be pushing what? one of your stories up, but can I kind of introduce mm-hmm. you to one of them? Sure. I don't know if you were going to tell us on the podcast, but the one Super Bowl I did watch is the one that you had a concussion <laughs> for. <laughs> I I was going to tell the story, actually. So, t- so do you want yeah, me to do it now? I do, because I introed you to it, so... <laughs> So we were going to do some drunk stories after we finished up these top lists. And so one of mine, it was my 21st birthday and I turned 21 on a Saturday. And then the Super Bowl was that Sunday. And which yeah, is actually no. this year is the same. This is the first year it's happened where my birthday and Super Bowl same weekend since that day. So I was in such rough shape that the next day I couldn't even function until the Super Bowl started. <laughs> I don't even know if you still it was, function. <laughs> uh, it was the it was Panthers Broncos. Uh, you know, Peyton Manning walks off. Uh, you know, rides off in the sunset after they beat the Panthers, fifteen and one. Cam Newton MVP team. Um, yeah, so we go out that night. Bunch of us friends. You know, we all kind of lived in the same apartment complex, and so we all go out. Um, I'm in a decent bit of shape. You know. <laughs> We get we get to the last stop. I don't know what time it was, but uh, I hit the latrine. I uh, come strolling out of there like I own the world. I was in my uh, my boots had no traction at all anymore. They had completely worn out. This is like the college bars of college bars. So I mean, it's, you know, yeah, floor is wet. It's packed in there. Broken all that glass stuff. Glass on the floor. I come. Time. <laughs> I come strolling out of the bathroom like I own the place. I can probably barely walk at this point. Uh, my boot finds a puddle on the floor. I slip. I go flying back in the air. Well, as I'm falling down, the bathroom door is shutting. Uh, it has a steel kick plate on the bottom of it. And so as I'm falling down, I meet that kick plate. And I am I'm out. Like I didn't get knocked out, but... <laughs> <laughs> whatever was left of me <laughs> i was done so i'm just like laying there holding my head uh our buddy matt comes over picks me up literally slings me over his shoulder and carries me out of the bar <laughs> dude i had a i had a run uh, they, to my car so we could take you home because you were <laughs> literally like a, a rag doll <laughs> I, I just remember i spent the whole ride home just saying <laughs> ow my head <laughs> oh god my car was Parked like uh, I don't. People won't know this at library, and we we're at uh, poorhouse. That's like it's a good like three blocks yeah. away. And when I when you're drunk though, yeah, like, that was seems a lot further. And then the, there's this guy who's like actually like exercising, running downtown. He's like, hey, you know, are you exercising too? I'm like, no, I'm just going to get my car. <laughs> Friend's dead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I honestly don't know how I survived that night, but yeah, twenty first birthday got a little concussion, so <laughs> it was a good time. Uh, we got what? I had two more top lists to do, or no? We got three more. Yeah. Uh, top beers. All right, want me to go? Yeah, oh, you go. Also, Tanner, I uh, figured out the third king at Three Kings. 
right. So it? on this place, and I, I I think it's just in St. Louis. It's called Three Kings, and it has this giant like uh, I don't even know like painting of three kings. And me and Tanner could not figure out the third one to save our lives. So it's uh, King Kong, Elvis, and then it is uh, King. Oh, what was it? King Henry the Third. Is it? Yeah, it is Henry. So we're we're sitting there that first time we went, and they have these on the wall. And I I look at Nick, and I was like, "Is that Harambe?" <laughs> he goes, "It's King Kong, you idiot." <laughs> um, but yeah, forgetting where. So we one were. of my favorite beers though is um, Three Kings by Four Hands. I I don't know if they specially made it for them, but it's a good good. I think it's a it's a lager. So that's yeah, good. I have a Four Hands yeah, on my here. list. Citywide. That's a good one. Do you you like the that's, Pilsner that's or good. the Lager one better? Yeah. The Lager, the yeah. Not not the Pilsner. It doesn't yeah. hold up, I think. All right. My second one is a Shaftley. Um it's called Aldeor. It's like ale, but it's mm-hmm. for the St. Louis FC team that they collabed with. Um I think that's awesome. It's off yeah, it's a pale ale too. But it's just a good beer. I like it. Uh, I have one. This is actually third on my list, but it's Moon Man by New Glarus. Oh, yeah. So New Glarus is out of yeah, it's out of Wisconsin. It can only be bought in Wisconsin, apparently. But I thoroughly enjoy basically anything by New Glarus, anything by Forehands, and anything by the next one I'm about to name. I'm a fan of. All right, my third and final one I have on my list is Fat Monk. Oh, I, I almost put that so on. Much. Here. Do they get it back yet? So. No, so we actually went there this weekend. I think Sunday we went, and it's still not on there. I meant to ask the guy if it's ever coming back, but forgot because my pizza came out, and it was amazing. So, uh, Fat Monk, it was like um, – it was a Bach, right? Like an Amber Bach almost. I honestly don't remember. Yeah. I just remember it was, it was delicious. Beer. I actually like Amber Bachs. They just don't like me. My stomach gets – is like <laughs> in knots the next morning. But, yeah. Yeah, so they it's a, a micro brew in Cape called Minglewood, and on Sundays they would do half half price Phillips for your growlers. So I would take a sixty four ounce growler in there on Sundays, and for like seven bucks, I'd get it filled up. That's awesome, so good. Uh, my last one is Logboat Lookout. I think that's probably my all time favorite beer. I know anytime I come up to St. Louis, I always grab some. But yeah, anything by Logboat, I'm a fan of. But Lookout is by far my favorite. It's a good one. I like I. I like Bobber um, by Logboat. So, mm. yeah, it's so what do you too. look for in a beer usually, Tanner? If it if it yeah. tastes good. Well, that's not looking. That's tasting. Like, do you, <laughs> so you like a little bit darker. You like American uh, uh, American pale ales more, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of pale ales. Uh, yeah, the APAs. I'm really getting into IPAs now. I used to not like them. I'm really liking those. If they uh, just didn't I know all Breckenridge, taste the same, I could probably do IPAs, but they just all taste the same. Uh, Breckenridge has a vanilla mm-hmm. stout that I'm, I've am i been getting a lot. I'm I a big fan that of that. Uh, so, yeah, my, my craft beer palate is really expanding to where I don't know what I don't like at this point. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. I had one. I don't know if you have anything for this. Top windups and batting stances you imitated growing up. Who was up? that? Um, that I don't know, Asian guy who submarine pitch. He was like the first one. I cannot remember his name right now. Uh, Do you remember anyone? Uh, 
Nomo. Nomara. Yeah. Yeah. Hideki no, Nomo? I'll look it up later. Well. <laughs> All right. Um, Adam Wainwright <clears throat> was one of the ones I imitated a lot. But I think the two, these are my two go to wiffle ball <laughs> windups. Ant- <laughs> Anthony Reyes. Ooh. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Great one. High leg kick. And Dontrell Willis. Well, it was actually D Train and Johnny Cueto. Both turned yeah. a lot, so I imitated them a lot when I was pitching. Um, I'm trying to think just really quick about it. Um, <clears throat> who's that pitcher that for the Cardinals that like would jump? Was it Shishak or something? Shishak, who like jumped off the mound when he oh, pitched. Yes, Steve yeah, Shishak anymore. But uh, Carter Carter Caps, he was with the Marlins back in the day, uh, Padres and Marlins. He was really jumped off the mound. I loved imitating when I was playing college ball. I would always mess around with his windup. I loved it. Yeah. Um, uh, my th- three batting stances. Yeah, three batting stances are Gary Sheffield, Luis Gonzalez, and Jimmy Edmonds. But not uh, Craig Council. Oh yeah, I forgot him. <laughs> Definitely has Craig Council. List right. I, I don't know if you never did a Sheffield, Luis Gonzalez, or Craig Council when you were a kid. Uh, you probably didn't play wiffle ball or baseball. Actually, um, do the bat swing in the middle, like over the plate, when you're in high school, college. I kind of just, you know, um, like the Mark Aguirre, like before the pitch. You mean just yeah. like waving your yeah. bat over the plate? Yeah. So I always would do a plate tap. I'd point the bat at the pitcher, like what Holiday did. And then, yeah, then I'd start swinging it, get myself in motion. And then as I brought it to my shoulder, I would do like one little wrist flip where I would point the uh, head of the bat back at the pitcher one more Jesus, time. man. And then I'd I, I had a lot of movement. I tell you what, whenever <laughs> I started playing slow pitch, whenever I started playing slow pitch, it was really tough to get through my whole routine <laughs> before I would pitch it to me. Oh, Tanner. Um, Here. <laughs> All right, so our last one are top sport bloopers. So stuff, some bloopers that happened to us while we I played. Think we can probably do more of these. I'm just going to tell one story, if you don't mind. All right, mm-hmm. so yeah. I know I was in grade school, and I was the third baseman because, I, I mean, I had the best arm. I'm not going to lie, even though I was the smallest player. Um, so I remember I was kind of like talking to the their third base coach and, you know, kind of being cocky and all that gets hit to my backhand and I remember this very vividly I tripped on my shoelace with metal spikes and I couldn't get it out so this guy I'm laying on the ground yeah. and I can't get my freaking like my cleat out of my shoelaces and so he's coming around he's about to get like an inside the park home run and I'm still on like the ground like trying to fix it and the ball gets thrown like right at me and I'm like oh I'm still on the ground there's no way I'm gonna like throw him out so like I try to catch it, and I just completely miss it. So it took me probably about, I'm not going to lie to you, like 20 seconds to get my freaking cleat out of my shoelaces. And it was just so bad, <laughs> tangled up. <laughs> and then I'm supposed to be like the cutoff, and I can't even get up. And it's thrown like right at me, and I miss it. And then they ended up calling him like out at home for base for some reason. I think he like ran into our catcher, and you can't do that in grade school or something. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. embarrassing. Not gonna lie to you. Uh, I have a baseball one. It was when I was in eighth grade, and this this team was gonna be most of the high school team the next year. We we're gonna be really young, and so I hit a believe it or not, I hit a triple. And as I was gonna slide into third, the throw was coming in, 
And I was going to slide in the third, and I was not really used to sliding head first. I was just like starting to do it. They didn't really teach us that when I was younger. And so as I'm running in, I couldn't decide if I want to try the head first slide or the <laughs> or the feet first slide. So I end up going down like as I'm starting to go feet first. And at the last second, I want to go head first. And I end up just <laughs> sliding in on my knee. <laughs> like how... A, <laughs> like, a, like a dancer like yeah. on a stage or something yes <laughs> how, how a guy would uh come in and slide yeah on stage slide in at the end of a, a dance routine or something i slide in a third like that and like grab the bag with my <laughs> with my hand <laughs> and, uh, and of course my third base coach gives me shit for it while i'm standing yeah. there and he's very loud when he's talking to you and the dugout is cracking up <laughs> Because, of course, we had the third base dugout, yeah. too. So. Oh, I have so many embarrassing stories. It's not good. <laughs> I have I have one more that's actually not about me. It's about my buddy Chuck. <laughs> so my buddy Chuck, he has a ginormous head. <laughs> and yeah. you know him. His head's the same as it was when he was younger. And <laughs> we were playing AAU basketball, and this guy has a magnet. Just every, He'd always get hit in the head with a ball. <laughs> so he's we steal the ball he's running down the floor somehow he is the only one on our side i don't know how because he was pudgy back then and not very fast but somehow chuck has the breakaway so whoever stole it goes to pass him the ball and they like baseball throw it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so chuck like they yell his name like alex he turns around at the last second because he wasn't looking at the play (laughs) So he turns around, bam, ball hits him square on the (laughs) noggin. I mean, like at the free throw line, this is a small gym. So there's a wall like right behind the the goal. Goes off his head all the way out of bounds against the wall. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I'll tell you guys more. Don't worry. I'm a, I'm a, you know, walk in the park when it comes to embarrassing stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I have a couple more as well, but yeah. I'll yeah I'll save them for later. Uh, do you have ten more minutes? Yeah, but I want to tell you a story. Is that all right? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Um, so I have this like unwritten rule where I don't like w- when you're at the end of a bottle and you're thinking about putting the rest in, but you you already know you have a good drink. I don't pour the rest mm-hmm. in because it just makes the drink worse. Some people might make fun of me. I don't really care, but I was at a bar. <laughs> And this is the like this is where you should not do it at all. I'm at a bar and my buddy gets tequila shots because that's really the only thing I do with him. He does Jameson all day. I hate Jameson, so um, I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm playing golden tea with my buddy. Buys the shots. He gets me Patron, and he gives me it, and it's like a full like it's almost full Tanner the shot of tequila like mm-hmm. like a bomb size. Is it like how I filled my glasses back in the day? Works, probably. And it's tequila. You can't just <laughs> do that with tequila. So, yeah, I was just thinking about this the whole day. And I'm like, this is going to be the end of me. Like, I know this is what he did. <laughs> he threw away the bottle right after. He's just like, should I pour the rest in here? Or should I just, you know, throw this little away? Oh, God, it was a terrible night. It was three shots in one. I'm not lying. And I just, I died after. 
um, uh, I want to do some random thoughts real quick. Let's do it. All right. My, my first random thought, and I just, I just started writing down. I have a lot of random thoughts. If anyone knows me, uh, my mind's kind of all over the place at all times. And so I decided I'm going to start writing down my random thoughts and we might do a random thought segment here and there. So my first one was, uh, they should have a pass the torch game. And so anytime the two worst teams in a conference or a division play each other, it should be a pass the torch game. And whoever loses that, it, like, so if the second to last place team loses, they will pass the torch to them as being the worst mm. team. They should make it like a, a like ceremonial at the end. Like, here is the torch for being the shittiest team now. I like it. Can I tell you mine? Yeah. So I went yeah. into a real, like, inception kind of phase, actually. I was um, talking with my girlfriend, and she's like, I just had a really bad dream. And it just felt like it went on forever. And she's like, I woke up, and it was like an hour later. But I'm just like, so I really want to know, like, I know in like, inception, they kind of like, don't they have like a time range of like what you're in when you're dreaming and what like time is in reality? So I yes. went into that and it really put my brain in a pretzel. Like just thinking about it, like really, how long how long do you think like an average dream lasts? And then in real life, how long is it too? So that's my random thought. I don't know anything about it. I'm not a scientist or any of that, so <laughs> That's a random um, thought, isn't it? My my random thought is, hang on, I had to do some quick math. Uh, I had another random thought. I like watching the movie before I read the book. I'm the complete opposite, but oh well. Yeah, I much rather would see the movie, watch it first, and then read or what I do now is listen to yeah. audiobooks more than I read now. But I would rather watch the movie and then listen to the audiobook second. So right now I'm listening to the Witcher books. And I just finished the second book, which the first two basically eclipsed the first season of the show. And so now I'm in uncharted territory. And it's like, I don't know if I even want to listen because I don't want to spoil the show for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did this with uh, Game of Thrones and The Hunger Games, where I read the books or listened to the books after I watched the show or movies. And I actually enjoy it more. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Is that all you got for that? Um, that's all I have for that. You want to hear my random stat of the yep. day? So we got talking and Jay Cutler came up. Jay Cutler, one of my favorite players of all time, because uh, it was always a guaranteed win for the Packers. It seemed like when Jay Cutler was quarterbacking the Bears. So I loved him. Um, but I started looking at his stats. I actually forgot he played three years for Denver, and then he was traded for Kyle Orton, basically straight up. But Jay Cutler threw 74 interceptions in a four-year span. That's elite status, man. For interceptions, <laughs> not for quarterback. <laughs> uh, I got to thinking, I wonder what that compares to Jameis Winston. Okay. So Jameis Winston – the last his last four years he's played five, but his last four years he's thrown ninety nine oh interceptions. <laughs> so for his five year career, he's thrown one hundred twenty one interceptions in five years. <laughs> his lowest is nineteen in a season. He did it the previous two before throwing thirty three this year. So he he had two under twenty. He made up for it this year yeah. with thirty three. 
Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. He also, Jay Cutler also only had two winning seasons ever, and they were both only at 10 wins. Yeah. All right. Um, I just have one more thing to say, and then we can wrap this up. Yeah. So I kind of, I didn't really want to talk about this during Kobe, but I just wrote this down. It's crazy how sports impact people. It's honestly, it's such a big picture. And like, I don't really get it as much as I should probably because I love sports. But there's, I mean, there's so many crazy fans, like people like die with their teams. But Mm -hmm. this is what kind of like when I was thinking about Kobe, just the impact that he made on people's lives and how good he was and competitive for LA. He gave his whole life pretty much to be great. And I don't think people understand that as fans. Like I, if there's one thing in this world, I hate like a negative Nancy fan, like saying my, Mm -hmm. Oh, my team sucks. They suck. They're not trying. You don't ever not try when you're a professional athlete. Yes. You have off nights, but I just want to say, like, if you're just one of those fans that's obnoxious and just tough to be around, I'm, I'm not going to be friends with you or around you. So <laughs> I just. Yeah. One, you know, uh, well, growing up, you know, I was around a lot of people who would, would be negative. Oh, this guy's a bum. This guy's a bum. And uh, as I got older, I started appreciating sports more. And I'm to the point now where I I don't really hate any player. And it's been like this for a while. I always appreciate them. I may root against them, but especially if they're really good and they win a lot, I'm going to watch and appreciate what they do. And that's kind of how it was with Kobe Bryant. You had to appreciate what he was able to do, what he accomplished. And I mean, like I said, alluded to earlier, just the hardest working guy in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how could you not appreciate yeah. that? And so, yeah. I'm did you see, you I mean, you saw that tweet for, uh, what was it Dexter Fowler? And the guy's last name was like, Butt or something. And yes, that, that's what like also that. reminded me of to put that down too. And some guy, I mean, yes, Dexter, two years ago, had probably one of the worst years. Same with Carpenter last year. But he came came back in a good way. He's always been a positive person. I'm sure that the team loves having him around because, you know, he's smiling all the time. Kind of like, I mean, Jose Martinez, but he's not with us anymore. But, yeah, the guy was just – what do you even say? I can't really remember the tweet, but – and Dexter – He said – he said something about like this was higher than oh, your yeah. batting average. He's like, dude, your last name is Butt. Like, and it was just so funny. <laughs> but yeah, just those sports fans are just terrible. So. Mm-hmm. And every fan yep. base has them too. And just appreciate these guys that yeah, are out yeah. there, man. All right. So we had we had some more stories and whatnot to go over, but we're gonna say the. I think we're gonna bring some of these segments back. The drunk stories. Uh, so just our random thought segment. Uh, we're not gonna get to fly high any of the week. We might throw all that in the thursday show who knows that one might be a little long but we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up uh but yeah i hope uh hope you enjoyed what we brought to the table today and you know just kind of maybe put a smile on your face and you know get your mind off of stuff you know the deal with kobe is i don't know if you know me personally i don't know if a death of someone i've never met or you know talked to in my life has ever has ever affected me this much like i was truly sad i mean just like I mean, it was it was devastation yesterday. And again, like Kobe's not a person I've ever met to talk to, and someone I was never going to meet. And that just, I think that just kind of shows the impact he had on people in the world. And you know, I obviously followed a lot of stuff Kobe did because I was coaching basketball the last five years. So, uh, 
yeah, it was it was a really rough day yesterday. It was still a sad one today. Uh, everything's all over Twitter. So, like I said, today today's goal of the show was just to try and try and brighten things up a little bit, and I hope we were able to accomplish that. Yeah, I think Paul Walker was like my like. I don't even know why it just hit me though. Mm-hmm. Probably because I'll attribute like things that they came out with and him being such a good guy. Um, so I I know how you feel, obviously, and I'm. I can joke about Paul Walker now. I, I'm sure a lot of people do. Um, not about his death, but like I'm, when I'm in a car and someone's driving like an idiot, I say, don't Paul Walker me. Just in yeah. that content. I don't think I'll ever be able to do that for Kobe, though. No. Uh, but, yeah, this one this one definitely just hit different. So, yeah, that was the that was the show goal today, and I hope we hit that. So mm-hmm. that was uh, – that's going to wrap up. Episode eight. I hope, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope we were able to maybe give you a little bit of relief during a tough time. So we are going to be back Thursday. Where Talking we a lot do- about sports this time. Yes. Uh, like I said, we, we missed some news today. Phillip Rivers and the Chargers are done. MLB umps will be mic'd up next year. We're going to get into all that Thursday. We're going to do the Super Bowl preview. We'll talk about some prop bets we're going to do going into the Super Bowl and go over some of my costume ideas for I will most likely have to run the beer mile in a costume. Yeah. So, thanks for tuning. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to episode eight. You can follow us at 401 pod on Twitter. Uh, share our stuff, retweet it, send us some DMs. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. And uh, maybe some prop bet ideas, maybe some costume ideas. We'd love to hear from you. Just let us know, and we will see you guys Thursday. All right. Have a good one. Six deep in the rango. At the crib, one phone's in the mango. 